Carl here from Games, Brains and Headbanging Live, GBHBall.com. I'm here with Lizzie Borden, the legendary vocalist of heavy metal band Lizzie Borden. A greatest hits collection entitled Best of Lizzie Borden Volume 2. For those wondering where Volume 1 is, if you're young enough, you need to head back to the 90s and you'll find it there. Lizzie, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. It's a pleasure. How's your day been? Oh, great. Here in beautiful Las Vegas. Mm. And throughout 2020, obviously, it's been a difficult year. How have uh, you been holding up? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I have my recording studio in my house, so I'm pretty much would be doing what I'm doing no matter what was happening outside. So could be a, a complete apocalypse and I'd still be in here recording. So, <laughs> so it has nothing's changed that drastically for me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Oh, wow. So you are very much in a very self-contained world then. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, in order to make these kind of records, I just have to isolate myself off and, and just, you know, try to write songs that, that I like. Mm. Uh, and it's not always easy for every, for every 15, I'll get one that I like, you know. That's wicked output by the sound, about one out of 15. <laughs> yeah, I, but it takes, I have to actually finish all those before <laughs> I realize oh, I don't like them. <laughs> so you've been staying quite positive then. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, you, you got to make the best of, of the situation. It's the only thing you can do, really. Mm. Um, you know, if you try to, I don't know, he's got to play it out at this point. Yeah. Everyone thought, you know, we would get to this point and then it would be over and it's still not over. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to what's gonna happen now. Yeah, you're pretty much in the same boat as we are in the UK. We're just waiting to see what happens next. Yeah, so, it's it's very curious. <laughs> oh, curious. Interesting word, yes. <laughs> From the release of The Best of Lizzie Borden, Volume 2, a compilation that focuses on the last three studio albums. How did you go about selecting the songs that would make up this release? Yeah, well, the, the, what happened was, uh, you know, I came from the old school, so, uh, you know, it's all about been about albums and then cassettes and then cds and then in the streaming world happened mm. you know it took a long a long, a long time for people to catch up uh, including me and once i got into it i really liked it so you know i went on one of the platforms to find out which was our biggest streaming album and it turns out best of volume one is our biggest streaming album oh, and wow. that's probably you could say that you could probably say that about every artist, you know, that, you know, when, when people find that artist, they just go right to the best of and say, what's mm. your best songs? I want to hear. So that was my thought process. I said, you know, our biggest, <laughs> our biggest streaming album is best of volume one. So, uh, we haven't, uh, the last three albums were not on that. So figured let's, uh, let's do this for the uh, best of, let's do make a best of volume two and, you know, surrounding around the last three albums. And so I figured, you know, uh, eventually I'm hoping, you know, we're, there's talk about this going on vinyl. So I didn't want to pick a slew of songs. So I just I picked four songs from each record, mm. and then uh, and then we did two covers. 
So uh, finding those songs were really the the songs that either they really generated something uh, live when we played them and everyone mm. just loved them, or we did a video, or uh, they they you know I, I that those are the songs I hear the feedback most of from fans. So that's that was it was pretty easy to to pick the songs that got the most response over the last few years, you know, on those three albums. So those are the ones that that's what I went after. I didn't try to dig deep and find some obscure song that no one knows about. You know, I really wanted to pick the four songs that represent those three records. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because it was either going to be, as you said, a deep dive or put them all into a hat and pull them out of random. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I just went after the ones that people uh, gravitated towards on those on those four album on those three albums. That's cool. Were you pleased with the quality of the remastering overall? You had Tom Baker working on this, right? Yeah, he did. He's done our last few things that we've mm. done, and I'm really happy with the way he does. Uh, with the way he masters he actually uh remastered uh the first two albums love you to pieces and uh menace to society both albums you know suffered from you know bad mixes and 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 this and that and he brought those things to life and i know a lot of people haven't heard them but he did them in the 90s or early 2000s i can't remember mm. uh but he revitalized those records. When you listen to the remasters, it's like, okay, that's closer to what we were thinking when we recorded those albums. Uh, you know, there were, there were very low budget albums. We had no money, no producer, no nothing. So we just went and did it. And the mixes turned out the way they turned out. And uh, so it is what it is. So when you get someone in there that can revive them without a total remix, mm. uh, you know, was, 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 really good for us so uh you know i loved uh what he did to those and then he's he uh he he mastered uh all three albums uh deal with the devil and uh, uh a point with death and uh my midnight thing so mm. he was very familiar with everything he was remastering his own mastering <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing as you said features two covers the first being a ripping cover of the ramones pet cemetery where did the interest in covering that come from well last year uh we did a one-off show at the whiskey in hollywood mm. i played there a million times but this was kind of a special show it was you know we were on the my midnight things tour mm. and but this was just a one-off and it was halloween night and i said i really wanted to do something special and I only cover songs that really mean meant something to me when I was a kid, yeah. and uh, you know th those. Are, if you ever see any of the covers, I'm never doing anything that didn't. That's just you know a song I don't really know. You know, every one of these songs that we cover are songs that had an effect on me, mm. and so Pet you know, the Ramones I had a big effect on me. You know, we actually Lizzie Borden started as a punk band. Our our first uh, demos and everything we did was all punk. Uh, but uh, but Ramones was my favorite punk band. Okay, and uh, and so Pet Cemetery was um, it was an odd song for them, and that made it perfect for me. I think so. Uh, that's why I chose it. And it was Halloween night, and I wanted to do something special for for the show at the uh, the whiskey. 
you know, because uh, you never know how long uh, the whiskey's going to be around. So that mm. you know, every time you play, every time you play, you think it might be the last. So uh, you know, I was I wanted to make it special. So we uh, we learned that one, and it wasn't easy because there's a lot of lyrics. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's like some uh, some weird story, which is again unlike the Ramones. Uh, but it was great, and uh, you know we crammed it in, and we got through it. But after that, I said, you know what, we did a good version of that. Let's let's record it, and that's and that's how we uh, we started this. Oh, that's amazing! And likewise, I think people would be quite surprised to see the other cover, Blue Oyster Cults, burning for you. What about that track then? Well, uh, when we we did. Um, uh, this ain't the summer of love in 2000 on the deal with mm. the devil record, which was a bluish to cold song. Uh, but I wanted to do burning for you, but I got outvoted by my producer at the time. Ah. And he said, no, you, because we had done it live, you know, for fun. And he heard it and he loved our version. So he said, and I, but I said, you know, I really want to do burning for you. It'd be perfect for the deal with the devil album. But I got outvoted and I was fine with that. And, but you know, it, it was it was a gnawing thing in the back. I'm like, I really want to do this song. And so uh, when it came down to, we decided we wanted to do at least two covers on this best of uh, that 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 I got my chance to do it, you know. And then when we recorded it, uh, you know, sometimes I'll take a song and I'll make it my own. Mm. Uh, and sometimes I, I like to try to stay uh, the way it is. And with Burn It For You, I tried to make it my own at the beginning, and it felt sacrilegious. You know, oh. that song meant so much it meant so much to me that I didn't want to reinvent it. It was perfect the way it was. So we really stuck to the script on it, and I think it turned out pretty good. Uh, I, I'm really happy with it. But, yeah, we didn't – I didn't – I have versions of it where I sang it like a – you know, full on, you know, out of control. But mm. it felt like sacrilegious, so I really wanted to stay – in the ballpark and that's that's that you know that's the conclusions i came to as i was recording it going hmm you know and and uh and the versions i did were were interesting but <laughs> really the song the song's a perfect song so don't mess with perfection no i like your thinking you know ultimately a cover is a tribute to well to some degree but you also kind of want to have your own spin in it and inevitably it does sound exactly like lizzie borden but obviously blue, blue oyster cult yeah a lot of people say that i mean it's just i guess it's my voice you know but mm. whatever cover we song everyone says yeah it sounds like a lizzie borden song and uh you know even we played uh, pet cemetery live uh, a couple of more times after that and people came up that's just great a great new song because you know a lot of these people don't know the history you know, so they didn't know it was a Ramones cover mm. and they thought it was a Lizzie Borden song, you know. So um, it's it's pretty interesting to, you know, from my point of view, I'm singing, you know, a classic song that meant a lot to me. But from their point of view, it sounds like a Lizzie Borden song. So uh, I'm happy however people perceive these things. Absolutely. They're hearing the music nonetheless. So 1983, you're looking at a near... 40-year career in Lizzie Borden. Can you put your finger on just how you've managed to stay so relevant throughout the years? I think it's because I don't want to keep recording the same album. I'm just mm. one of the, you know, I, I grew up on, you know, David Bowie and, and all these people trying to constantly reinvent themselves. And that's where I come, you know, that's where I come from. 
And I see a lot of heavy metal people stay in their comfort zone. And, uh, you know, I, and I know that I could do that and retain my fan base. But, you know, I know every time I take a chance, I'm going to lose part of my fan base. Of but it's worth it to me. So I kind of, you know, and it also is fun for me, you know, to record the same song over and over and over again. I just, I just can't do it. Mm. And so I try, I'm trying to constantly be a better songwriter and constantly grow in different directions. And, and so it's fun for me. And I think that is the thing that, that bleeds through, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not just going through the motions and, and just, um, trying to, trying to just get through it you know i am hmm. you know here's another album here's another album here's another album I'm actually trying to be a better songwriter you know so it's still new to me it's still fun and i'm still uh learning all the time wow uh, so it, it, that's why i've been able to keep doing this because it's still fun for me uh not to do the same old songs but to do to, to constantly try to improve and make a and be a better songwriter well, that's fantastic. And you already mentioned as well, like talking about learning and growing, how you've cottoned on to the streaming world and the instant gratification that audiences desire. How difficult was you? Was it for you to adapt to that? I was hardcore against it <laughs> for a long time. I just really couldn't... Uh, you know, I, I'm from the old school, just having that uh, that physical you know, thing in my hand and, mm. you know, and the whole experience behind it, you know, I, I loved it all. It was better than any movie. It was better than uh, anything. And uh, so letting go of that uh, was weird. But <laughs> I also went through all of this stuff, you know, when albums, I walk in a record store and all the, all the albums are gone. Yeah, and it was just CDs, so I had to get adapt to that, and then it went off to you know different things throughout. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. So the streaming world, it's not um, financially <laughs> beneficial to uh, everybody, mm. but it is a way to get. I mean, I, once I signed up for one of the platforms, I went and of course went to all my favorite artists and mm. downloaded all their records. But when I'm looking through, I'm going, oh, my God, I didn't even know they did this. I didn't know they did that. I didn't know. That. And there's a slew of records I, I didn't know existed oh, wow. from my favorite artists. So it, it really made me go, OK, well, there's this is right now. This is a benefit. So I get to hear these things I didn't know even existed. And uh, so, you know, there's so much things you can do with the streaming thing. I hope there's so, so, uh, it becomes more interactive. I don't mm. know if that's possible. But, uh, but as far as me adapting to it, I finally came around. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing against the tide otherwise. What about social media then, that side of things? How are you finding the adapting to that world? I actually, it, it's just a workload for me, you know, mm. actually just the last few days I've handed it off to, uh, to, uh, uh the staff at metal blade cool. and they're just now taking the reins over it because it's just too time consuming and I'm busy trying to write an album and, uh, you know, working. So it's, uh, it, it becomes one of those things where I'm like, you know what, uh, someone can do this a lot better than I can. I'm still going to, to chime in and do my thing, but I think um, someone else could uh, keep fans up to date better than I can. 
So it's it's really it's, I'm I'm not an influencer. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that are going to just constantly you know uh, yap about my personal feelings. You know I I I I wish I could, but I'm just not interested. So, um, but I still am on there. I still am. I'll pop on there every day. You know on all the all the platforms. But as far as me, um, I'm, I'm just like I said. I've handed it off to the label. I'm hoping that they will put all the content on there that uh, people are missing that I'm not yeah. putting on there. Yeah, it's an interesting one, right? You've got to get this comfortable balance of the desires of an extensive fan base and your own personal needs. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I know some people are very comfortable talking about their day, but I'm just not. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't really have any interest. I think it's uninteresting. And, uh, you know, I know some people might like it and, uh, yeah, I might do a day in the life one day, but, uh, to do it, to do it every day. I just, I, I find it very uninteresting. I don't like reading other people doing that. So, and I cringe when I do. So, uh, I don't really want to, I mean, who knows? I might totally flip and, and, and do that one day because the record labels making me, <laughs> you know, uh, they're already trying to make me do that. And, uh, <laughs> cause they know that works. But uh, I'm 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 holding my ground for now. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, the balance of record sales against followers and likes. Which one is more important these days? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, exposure is everything in mm. any, uh, especially in the entertainment field. So, uh, you know, uh, I know that I'm reaching probably one percent of the people that would like uh, my music and like my band. Uh, and I know I haven't reached those people because I see them every day going, I've never heard of you or mm. I, I've never, I didn't know you had a new record out, blah, blah, you know? So I know I'm not reaching my fan base the way, uh, other bands do. And, uh, that's been uh, a subject of <laughs> a big problem with the label. They're trying to figure out how, why, why is this, mm. uh, you know? Uh, so, you know, I haven't mastered that, that end of things, uh, but we're trying. Yeah, that's all you can do. You can try and you can work in it. That's it. Finally, last but not least, how does work on the next album go at the moment? Are things looking bright and exciting in the Lizzie Borden camp? Yeah, I mean, as I was saying before, uh, mm. I, I'm learning so much and technology has afforded me uh, the ability to explore and do things that uh, every day I'm recording something that I've I didn't I've never recorded before. Oh wow! And I'm singing and doing different things that I've haven't done before lyrically. Uh, I'm a better lyricist now than I than I've ever been, I think. And oh, so wow. that stuff is it's flowing, and we're 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 knee deep in the new record, and uh, we're doing it kind of interesting this time. Yeah. I, like I said, I constantly want to try and do things different. So we're doing one song at a time in, to its completion mm. uh, because because I have the time. I you know we have this the virus. We don't know when you know I had to chop my Midnight Things tour in half because mm. we were a only able to do the U.S. and a couple shows in Canada, and we did one show in Germany, and that was it. We haven't been able to do any. I had to cancel the whole tour because everyone did, you know. Mm. So now. I can't really resume that two years later, so I have to put out a new album. So my full focus is creating the new album and also creating the new show. 
So uh, I don't want to release an album where I can't represent the show. So uh, I have time. So we're doing one song at a time in its completion, which is pretty interesting because I get to see what else the album needs, you know, as I go. So like, you know, uh, we're, we're on our uh, almost fourth song. Oh, wow. And I get, I get to see where the album moves and what it needs, what the compliment to that song is going to be, you know, what the compliment to the next song is going to be. So it helps me to write because, uh, I, these songs are done. I get to hear them. Mm. They're not a demo. They're not a. They're not a rough version. They're finished songs. So I'm going. Okay. Well, I like that. But now we need this, and I like that. But now we need this. So it's very different than anything we've ever done. And it's. It's. I'm having more fun making this record than I have ever have make, making any record because I. I like that sense of accomplishment. Usually I'm spinning plates. I'm writing 10, 15 songs at the same time, and I'm just doing a little bit on each song per day. And it's really um, some of those songs, uh, you know, at the end get rushed. It's like, okay, mm. well, I'm I'm finished, except for these last batch. I've just got to finish them, you know. And then, you know, they suffer a little bit because they didn't get the attention that they that I that I paid to the songs in the earlier phase of writing and recording. So when I get to do everything that I want to do as to a song before I move on, uh, it, there's a sense of accomplishment. So it makes me hungry to do the next song and write the next song. Yeah, your positivity and excitement shines through even across uh, seas where we currently are. It does sound like um, fans have something very, very interesting to look forward to. I think so. I think so. I, this one is going to be different than the last one and different than the one before that. Uh, but it's got a lot of things. You know, I always try to add elements of the past and, uh, you know, not repeating myself, but definitely adding flavors. And some of those flavors I'm bringing back into this effort. Uh, but it's definitely something I've never done before. Mm. Uh, and it's, you know, so it's really interesting and it's big soundtracky kind of stuff but it's still a song it's still Oof. a three and a half minute four minute song so uh you know with all the hooks that i can write you know <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that's that's kind of in a nutshell where where this thing's going and it's you know it's a it's going to be conceptual like all the albums have been and uh this concept is really interesting as well so i'm having a great time writing lyrics as well fantastic but for now best of lizzie borden volume two out now Lizzie, thank you so much for your time. No problems. Great talking to you. And hopefully uh, we'll bring the next show over as soon as possible. Oh, the UK will be dying for you to come over here. We've been dying to play the UK for a long time, and I was really hoping to bring the Midnight Things show over there because this show is one of the best shows we've ever done, mm. if not the best show. And uh, it, was, it, it was going over a storm everywhere we went. And uh, so every night it was, it was better than the next. So I was really hoping to bring it to the UK, but uh, we'll do it on the next one. There we go. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL, as well as Big Cartel, where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?